0: Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello, and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho, and I'm your host for this episode. Now in each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life and much, much more. And we'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their experiences and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as a parent. It's the month of May. And I know this month we just celebrated Mother's Day in Singapore, so happy Mother's Day or belated Mother's Day to all moms. And because it's the month of Mother's Day, we are focusing on topics that support moms and their unique world, or well, our unique world as moms, because I'm a mom too. And today it gives me great pleasure to have with me Michelle Choi, who's a mom, well, she's a very accomplished mom, simply because she's a mom of six. <laughs> Hi, <Joanna. laughs> Which is a big accomplishment, yeah, but, um, speaking as a mom of only one. <laughs> now, Michelle's an occupational therapist um, by occupation by day, My mom was six by night but you know I have an issue with this because I think she's a mom of six by day and night <laughs> but maybe just occupational therapist by day um, but uh, what's more important and that's why we've invited Michelle to be here with us, uh, she has started a blog, or she has a blog that's been ongoing called Mummy Wee uh, Blog so if you go to Facebook you just uh, you know key in Mummy Wee Blog, that's W-E-E yeah, or mummyweblog.com on the internet, and she's going to uh, share a little bit with us as to, you know, what this whole um, community is about, because we're going to be uh, delving into the topic of mum communities and mum friends. Friends, we all need friends. Okay, so welcome, Michelle, um, and maybe uh, before you, you start off, like, uh, I
1: don't know, tell us a little bit about your six children. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joanna, thank you for having me here. Um, yes, I have six kids. Five of them are girls and one is a boy. The eldest will be 23 this year and the <gasps> youngest is eight. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. a huge gap. So, yeah, I had five teenagers at the
0: same time. That was challenging. Okay. Which is worse, having like, so many teenagers in the whole household,
1: having like this whole age range of kids to deal with? Um, I think the five teenagers at the same time. Because like especially they were girls, people. yeah, five hormonal, <laughs> moody girls with fluctuating moods and um, behaviours that now they look back and laugh and say, "Was I really like that, mom?" <laughs> yes, you really was like that. Um, so that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And and tell us a little bit about Mummy Wee Blog. Mm. So it was pretty interesting. I started that um, about eight years ago when my youngest, Kate, uh, was born. And uh, what happened was, I had a you know a lot of friends or friends of friends who would text me with all sorts of questions. You know, hey, my daughter's having a fever. What do I do? Now, should I do this? I see. Have you seen the doctor? You know, oh, you know they have. But now I come home and I don't know what I should do. And da da da. And I was dispensing all this advice. And I was very busy trying to manage my kids and helping to answer questions of friends with all sorts of issues. You know, Oh what school should, should you know should I send my kid to? Do you think the school is okay? You know, um, right. or you know uh, discipline issues. All sorts of That's issues. because
0: yeah your other five kids were already older grown up yes. right and so they yeah. would have been
1: teenagers already te- teenagers yes. all teenagers yes. by then so because um, so i had five in uh, succession uh, they were all 2 years apart And then there was a big gap of six years before I had Kate. So we made all the mistakes with the first five and we really learned from that journey. Um, And I had six years to consolidate all of that information and wisdom and experience. And then um, it puts you in
0: a great position because with that six years, it means you'll still have a kid who just, in fact... yes would oh no would be entering primary school yes right and yeah. so you have kids in primary school you have one preschool you have uh, secondary, secondary school. JC, yeah so poly, the, the right you person need. Go, and a <laughs> newborn yeah, yeah and a newborn
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like you know i was like one stop shop of answering yeah, everyone's questions um so i was really busy and you know so one day uh, we were out with friends and uh, you know we were laughing they said hey how's it going you know you're six one wow you know because we had a big gap of six years and i said you know i've yeah i've been doing this and they said why don't you start a blog and you Know, I have I have no time for the internet. I'm like, what is a blog? <laughs> you know? And they told me all these things. And um, they said, put all your information there, so anyone who wants to find information can just look for it. So then um, a friend actually helped me to get started, um, and then my daughter helped me to do all the design and uh, everything. That's a good part of having. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I only did the content, the writing. So so then from there, uh, I just kept putting in um, snippets of advice that friends were asking me. And I think over time, um, that community grew because people, um, you know, said that they did learn a lot from there. And I think what was different uh, with my blog compared to what they read in books or on the internet is this was very Asian-focused. It was very... It's literally for the local context. Um, And I think for me, I was very big on just telling the truth as it is. Um, I'm not... That's why my Instagram is not going well because, you know, I don't take nice pictures and put the nice thing there. I can't do that, right? For me, it's just reality. So I would say it as it is. Um, I would even, you know, just write experiences of uh, even the negative parts and how we grew from that. Um, so I think it was very relatable and parents turned to that. Um, and I, I got many emails sent to me saying, oh, thank you very much for uh, sharing what you did because that helped me... Um, Yeah, and it and it helped and inspired a lot of other moms, and that community just just kept growing. Mm,
0: Right, so that community has been around
1: for Um, so it's been I think eight years since I started that, Um, and then actually with this community, I've now moved into uh, face to face because of Zoom, I can move into face to face coaching. Parent coaching, where um, you know after reading everything, uh, they they still have instances where they have issues with their their children. Um, you can read lots of things, but every child is different, and and every phase of life you, they have different uh, issues with their kids. So what I provide now is what I call hot seat coaching. So actually, you know they come on board uh, together, like a, a about six of them, and they they come with their concerns um, and they tell me exactly you know so they pay me a picture now. Oh, you know I, I'm so stuck you know I have this pressing concern my son does this, my daughter does this what can I do and it's great because um, not only can I help them to address that issue immediately, but they're also helping everybody else who's listening in because other people have same uh, same but not same kind of situations and they get different perspective as well and there's also um, community and support as well mm. yeah.
0: so over the past eight years, what have you seen i like, um, as sort of like the the greatest
1: Needs or concerns of moms. The greatest needs. Um, Wow, moms have so many needs. Um, Definitely need for time, need for self-care, need for uh, the the spouse to step in and do their fair share. Um, And definitely to make this journey more fulfilling and and doing it with somebody else, doing it with a group of people um, really helps you not only to have well, a listening ear or somebody who can give you uh, advice. Um, but we do need fellow mums to, to journey uh, on this journey together.
0: Mm. And it's interesting because I would think that most of them would sort of get onto your blog or find out uh, about it um, as total strangers, right, mm-hmm. one to another. But you're saying that now they kind of find... Some commonalities, yeah. shared concerns, I guess.
1: And I think also it depends on how you build this blog and how you build this community. For me, it's um, very personal, um, so they relate to you as a person, um, mm. as not a fellow mom. Yeah, not just giving theories or right. just putting the nice bits. Even though there. you know
0: you're an occupational therapist <laughs> and you've got like expertise and
1: yeah, um, it was funny actually because it was really really strange because when I you know how when people start blogs or. Uh, they, are, they want to be influencers. They want to be known, or they want to, you know, share something. For, I mean, for me, I just wanted to give people advice. I didn't want to be known. So if it was really funny, the first six years, I think nobody even knew what I looked like because I didn't put any picture of myself nor my kids. I was just giving adv- advice, right, and just sharing my story so that it could maybe help somebody else. Um, that was my only aim that I had, right? Well, you probably didn't think that people knew who you were, yeah. but
0: they probably had an impression of who you were just by reading yes, they so, your blog yeah, and your stories, right? They
1: had this image of this mom, right? It was really funny because it was only in the recent years that um, people start, and because I started The Little Executive, and that was an extension of what I'm doing as an OT, then I realised all the issues our this generation of children are facing. Resilience problems, you know, the depression, the increased rates of suicide, these are real problems, right? So uh, we started The Little Executive, and so then I started parents started coming in and they were like, oh, so that's what you look like, you know? And when, and then because of that I started being um, uh, invited to events and people would be like, where's Mummy Wee? Where's Mummy Wee? You know, and I was standing right there but I'm so tiny and every time people see me they're like, wait, so you are Mummy Wee? And I had one lady and I said, so what were you expecting, right? And uh, she was really forthcoming and she said I expected this like teddy bear lady that was big and tall and you know, you're so petite." <laughs> was that why you called it Mummy Wee? Yeah, because no, oh. because um I'm Mummy of the Wee's. My that's my kid's surname. Um but yeah, I mean I think when people when you don't put a face to something, people just have their own ideas of what this mom mm. would look like.
0: Mm. <laughs> and and they started talking to each other as well on this and in this community, online
1: community. Y- yes. They I mean they would um in this community no. So it was well they they would um put in comments if it was in the Facebook group, um, but they would also email me separately and um, share with me their, their struggles and ask me for advice. Um, so I think, you know, all mom, all mums really need um, an avenue. Uh, sometimes you're just so stuck. Sometimes, you know, you really don't know what to do. Sometimes you just need a third party to somebody who's been through it, somebody who has, you know, similar, maybe similar experiences um, to then shed some light on your situation and then you can move on.
0: Mm, that sharing, I guess, that life sharing really, really helps and just giving moms the support that they need. Yeah. Um, you're talking also about self-care. I mean, uh, there's support from others, but um, I suppose most of the moms don't come to you so much for like their own personal issues, but for parenting issues. Yeah. But in so doing, find out that actually at the you know, bottom of it all is the need for to take care of themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny. I mean, parents always react um, to the behaviours of their children, right? They see a particular behaviour that they want to change um, and that is their biggest pain point and that's where they're trying to find advice. But as I've been coaching parents, um, I start to get them to realise that, yes, this is the tip of the iceberg. That is what you're seeing, the problems, Right. But um, being a mom, there are so many other needs that you have. Um, One is your own needs. Uh, And two, many a times, it's also the relationship with the spouse that nobody really, really talks about. Um, And that really has a huge impact on the person as a mom and the whole relationship uh, and the parenting and then the effect it has on the child. Um, so, you know, it's funny because when moms we hear this word self-care, there's all sorts of funny connotations. Some feel guilty about it that I don't, you know, um, wow, it's a selfish thing. I think maybe that came from our grandma's generation where it, the mum was a very self-sacrificial kind of person. Um, but we forget that a basic, one of the basic needs for, for humans are also to care for yourself, to have time to... Um, Rest, decompress, and relax, right? You can't just run, uh, keep running without recharging. I, I just came from a retreat, actually. And it's always these um, pit stops that help you to realign as well and to step back. And you actually gain a lot when you make time for yourself. Um, and the funny thing is, moms usually think, I have no time. That is the, the biggest objection I hear from moms when I say, Hey, you need to take care of yourself. They say, No, I have no time. Um, and for me as well, I think for the first 10 years, you know, there was no no self-care. You couldn't even, like, have a proper shower, right? You're running in, you just quickly shower and quickly run out. Because <laughs> some kid would be knocking yeah. on the door, right? right yeah, you do <laughs> or some kid is punching another child, some just vomited, you know? Like, you can't be there, right? 24-7. And our notion of self-care in those days were, like, just, you know, dreams of a vacation or dreams of going to the spa. But I realised that 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 is not necessarily the right self care for all of us or for any of us. Um, that could speak to some moms, but I realize and I've been uh, sharing with moms that, you know, self care should can be something that is very short. It can be something that uh, is done on a daily basis. For me now, I'm very intentional about self care. Uh, I take time out to uh, do something that will give me joy or help me to relax um, every single day. And it could be five minutes or 10 minutes. It could be something as simple as really a big hug From a child, like a real bear hug, and you, you know, there's that connection. Sometimes when you're so stressed, you're stressed at work, you're stressed with so many obligations. Just that connection. Sometimes it could be just taking a pack of chips and going to the garden and sitting there. Right now, I have a garden, but in the past, it was sitting at the stairwell, you know, to get away from the kids. Um, But you just needed that break. It's not waiting for like a whole month to go to the massage or spa, but. Um, like every evening, you know, just taking five minutes or ten minutes or even after dinner to go for a walk with my husband. Um, you know, I used to uh, function with a very, uh, you know, uh, not enough kind of mentality. I've not enough time, I've not enough this, I've not enough that. But I realised if I switch it around and and put priority on the things that's going to help me get further um, and get and do things better. um, Those things are investments of your time, you know. So now every day, it it could be even reading a chapter of a book that inspired me, Mm -hmm. um, or even watching, now there's all sorts of things, you know, um, (laughs) TED Talks. It could just be five minutes, but something that is so inspirational. Um, And and I I tell the parents that I work with, uh, find something that suits you. Self-care for your friend may not be what is enriching for you. Uh, my friend might like to take a roller coaster, but for me, you know, like no way. That's no way self-care for me. For me, self-care could be walking in the garden, you know. <clears throat> so um, I think moms need to, to realise that they have to make time for themselves um, and find self-care that is doable to put into their daily lives uh, and, and don't feel guilty or bad about taking that time for yourself.
0: Yeah, so I want to take it, um, let's talk a little bit about self-care and this whole idea of mom guilt. I don't know how it came to be, but we always associate mom as being like the self-sacrificing one. Um, But in many ways, it's like the life jacket principle, right? Our uh, kids will only get as much out of us as uh, there is of us. And if we don't take care of ourselves, our kids aren't going to get very much uh, good out of us. And know mom guilt comes in so many ways, yeah but how do we really like address this mom guilt? Uh, I mean, self-care to, to say it's a concept is one thing. <laughs> um, and how does community help to
1: uh, help moms get out and get away from mom guilt?: I would say the, probably the first thing to do is to try it for yourselves um, and then see the re- results. So for example. If you're walking around always fuming, right? I was at that, at that place. You imagine five kids under the age of 10, right? Every day someone is shouting, someone is screaming, someone is snatching someone's toys. Like I've had it to the, to the top, right? But there was no concept of self-care. Um, and it just takes one tiny thing and I could just yell at them, right? I would snap. Um, but now I'm in a really zen You know <laughs> Yoda Kind of space I think I haven't got angry With Kate I think in the last Eight years I probably Scolded her As in like Raised my voice Of course I, We always teach her Right, But you know the kind of craziness that I had with my previous kids, the kind where you scream and go crazy and don't stop screaming until the neighbour comes and looks in your window and waves at you to see like, and you that's, know. <laughs> that's really when mum guilt sets in, yeah. right? Because you're thinking yeah. like, what oh, a crazy woman raising kids. That's right. Okay. You know, and after that, you go to bed, you feel so guilty yeah. for shouting at them, for losing it and you know that kind of emotional impact it had on them and that was bad. You know, so it was like a rubber band that is so stretched that any moment it could just snap. But so I would say to those moms who feel that, you know, cut yourself some slack. Why don't you just take a really uh, small step, you know, tomorrow, go f- figure out what is it that brings you joy. It Realize, sounds like
0: Marie Kondo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that during Circuit Breaker, one of my self-care on one day was to clear out this shelf that was right in my face every day. It was cluttered. It was, I didn't know how much it got to me but I told myself okay I'm going to spend 30 minutes for clearing out the shelf today and that brought me so much joy like it cleared my mind because it was this shelf that I walked past every day right and everyone just stuffed stuff in there and it became like a really you know messy kind of thing Um, so I would say you know try it commit to it why don't you try it tomorrow right just factor in 10 minutes it could be a walk it could be I don't know a long shower with like your favorite scent It could be anything. It could be a call to your best friend that you haven't called up in 20 years. Just do that, right? And maybe if you could start at least once a week, now I do it every day. Um, Maybe you start with once a week or then move on to maybe twice or three times a week and see, does that bring down your stress levels? Um, And if it does, actually, then there is a rollover effect on your kids. You you may not be just screaming at them so easily or even your husband, Comes back and then you are ready to blow.
0: So almost like start small, start now. Yeah, and and rather than feel guilty about spending that ten minutes, actually it will save you from a lot more guilt. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I
1: mean, if you look at the big picture, big picture, we have twenty four hours in a day. Can you not sacrifice ten minutes for yourself? You know, I, I had I lived like that for 10 years and now I look back, that was just crazy, <laughs> you know. Why did I do that to myself? Why did I even think that was right? I think maybe for moms out there who are
0: just like so overly responsible, it might help to know that, you know, 10 minutes will actually... Be a really good investment (laughs) that will save us from maybe years of guilt to come (laughs) if we
1: were to, you know, do something to our kids because we've lost it, like you said, right? Yeah, and I think overall, like, now in our household, there is peace. I would say in those 10 years, every day you could probably feel, like, tense. There was probably tension in a house because everyone is, like, you know, anytime mummy's just going to blow and the kids are just, yeah you know, going to get the brunt of that?
0: (laughs) Well, it is Mother's Day period and I hope, you know, in this uh, month of moms, as we celebrate moms, moms will really find the time to treat themselves nice. But I can imagine, I mean, recently I had uh, I was challenged also to come up with a list of 100 things, you know, that I can do to make myself happy. And I realised it's so difficult. <laughs> I never got to 100. But I reached double digit.
1: Wow, okay, not so... bad, not bad. <laughs> it's just
0: start, right? And you're right that sometimes it's just the little things. And if we don't sort of, you know, wait till we have enough time, which is hard to come by, but we just tell ourselves, OK, 10 minutes, you know, let's just find something that I can do in 10 minutes. That actually could make a world of difference. Um, I want to ask you a little bit, like uh, Michelle says you know you've started this uh, blog and kind of um, raised a community of moms. Um, what has parenting in a village looked like? And has it changed over the years, especially now with social media? I mean, we often think that social media uh, affords us that online community that we need for support, but I think we're also hearing from some moms that that in fact leads them to unhealthy comparison maybe, or even feel more guilty about themselves.
1: Yeah, I think let's start from, is it different and what was it like before? Um, Because my eldest is already 23, so I do see, I've been through, I mean, I've been doing this over 23 years, um, and I do see that there is a change. Um, so I remember when I had my older kids, uh, we were living in this condominium, and I was so fortunate to find another three moms, and we were all stay-at-home moms, and so we had that support uh, of each other. We we met every day, Mondays to Fridays. Um, our husbands were at work, and then we would meet at the playground at five o'clock with our kids. Right, we had kids the same age. Um, and that really, to me, it was a lifesaver because not only did the kids have time to, you know, expend their energy and go crazy with their friends, that was the time for us moms to really sit and talk to each other. And you know, um, there there are so many issues in a day. It could be like, do you know, my daughter today she told me, "Mom, I hate you." like, you know, and and somebody wanted to cry, like, oh, why would my daughter say that to me? And somebody else would say, oh, I had that, I had that and let me tell you what they really meant, they don't really mean, they hate you, da-da-da-da-da you know, and it ranged from anything from, oh my goodness, there are like red marks all over my son's body today uh, you know, and we start to panic, right, because we were worried, and then our mum would say, okay, I know what, you know, I've been seeing this TCM and he says, that actually, da 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 so that support was actually really crucial um, for, for me, and I think for group, and and now our kids are already in poly A levels, um, and we are still in contact, right. right? And actually, as our children move through the years, we start to share uh, the issues of the teenagers. And honestly, um, I would recommend every mom to have a very close group of other moms, whether they're your own friends or whether you find them uh, over time with like-minded moms uh, to journey with you because. If you have little kids and you think that the toddler years are difficult, if you think that you know, the, the primary school years are stressful, wait till you come to the teenage years, right? And, and it's real, the issues that our teenagers face today, they are chilling issues, they're issues of depression, they're issues where kids are cutting themselves, uh, where kids are contemplating suicide, where kids are starting to experiment with drugs, these are real issues. And, complex. and very complex. right? And sometimes mums, and I think, you know, you need to build up this uh, village of mums whom you can absolutely trust and confide in because it becomes a very lonely journey. If you don't have that, um, because when the kids are young, you know, we're just talking about diapers and who's not drinking milk, which is the best, you know, enrichment centre, um, everyone's willing to share. But by the time you're teenagers have these kind of real issues you need people whom you can confide in and ensure that they will keep whatever you say confidential, right? Because sometimes you may not even be able to confide in your family because you don't want to alarm the grandparents, you know, or sometimes they have a very traditional view of things and they may say you know, oh just, you know, send them like lock them up or send them overseas or, you know, it's just a different generation so, um, you know, it's extremely important to have that, that village with you. Uh, what I've noticed uh, is that that kind of support has changed um, and it has kind of gone virtual. Um, so it's via, okay, the older people, the Facebookers, then there's now the Instagram and then there's, I don't know, TikTok. I don't even know, is that a community or not? <laughs> um, but, but now there are all these online platforms And I would say there are definitely pros and cons. The pros I have seen uh, on Facebook is that you can very easily gather a group of babies born in 2020. Not only that, I know of the younger people that I've heard of, they say, oh, I'm in this group, 2020 babies born in February. So they are literally the exact same age. So, you know, that's where you can share, oh, we're doing immunisation this week. Uh, How your child got fever or not, you know, or the tooth dropping. So, um, there There definitely are benefits uh, where because of um, social media you can gather these group, uh, a group of like minded I mean like similar age group um, uh, and I have also seen that uh, through Facebook through Instagram in Singapore it's a very small community and you know mothers will start to gravitate and uh, no, get to know each other and there are also media events where you get to know uh, other moms community and they do form uh, real friendships after that. Uh, So there is that that bit of it. I would say the flip side of social media is that because you can so easily, readily access um, information from anybody actually, not only in Singapore or overseas. So when you're privy to so much information, um, I have seen a few things. I've seen some parents become very confused because there are so many parenting and methods. And some of it could be conflicting. Yeah, and some could be conflicting. Um, and I've also seen that when you take a bit of this kind of parenting, a bit of that kind of parenting, and you try to like put it together, um, it doesn't really work well because you're dealing with a child, right? Um, so there are that bits of it. And also, of course, in social media, people are putting the nice bits out there. Uh, and parents, and that's the only thing you see. So I'm very mindful that you know, and and it's good now. Even among the local um, mums who are online, they do share even the not so nice bits to try to normalize things for everybody else. That hey, you know, uh, it n- nobody's families or marriages look like that. Yeah. There is always a flip side, and I think a responsible person online should. I mean if you have a lot of followers following you, you should also paint that side of the picture because if not, everybody else who's looking at it will feel like, oh my, am I the only one whose marriage is failing or you know or who who has <laughs> disheveled hair. Yeah, right. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. All who have kids who, you know, are throwing things at each other. Why does everybody else kids like look perfect, you know? So it is tough. That's that side of social media that um, parents have to be discerning about, and the younger parents who are coming on board, and even our children who are going on social media, because that is going to be uh, the kind of information that that are at their fingertips. So it's tough. It's really tough.
0: True. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about how important it is for moms to have that self-care. Um, to ensure that it gets you know, into their almost daily lifestyle habits. Um, at the same time, how moms need ongoing support, uh, particularly from other moms, mommy friends. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe you know, social media, like you said, can have its pros but also its cons. And um, I think what, what most moms would be looking for would be that safe place, mm-hmm. right? Where, you know, like you said, we can we, we feel that we can share in confidence uh, with a trusted friend. Who's not going to judge us yeah. And, yeah. and tell us what a bad mom we are when we really feel bad mm. about ourselves? Uh, who can give us perspectives and insights? You know, who can maybe you know encourage us at a time when we are down, and likewise, we can be the encouragement to them when they are you know, facing a down period. Um, and I just want to, uh, before we end, talk about the last, uh, maybe that last S, <laughs> since we're on the self-care and support. Um, the spouse. Mm. Yeah. Um, we do have listeners <laughs> who are not moms, but dads. <laughs> um, you know talking since we're talking about mom self-care and mom support, minor um, focus on family, we recently did a, a survey of moms and we do know that moms are saying that you know the number one support, that they hope to have and that they do get when they get it actually comes from their spouse, i.e., their husband. Um, if you could tell, you know, husbands one thing that would really, really help moms after having spoken to so many moms <laughs> through your Mommy Wee blog, uh, what would be that one thing that, that
1: husbands can do, particularly in this month that we're celebrating moms? I would say that men and women are so different, and it's funny how. Like, it took my husband probably 20 years to figure that out, (laughs) you know. So I hope uh, dad's listening in. Um, You know, uh, men and women, uh, we actually look at situations and problems and family life and our kids very differently. Um, And for moms, a lot of the times what we need is emotional support. We need you to come back and tell us, you know, that, hey, uh, we know you're tired. We know you're overwhelmed. We know it's difficult uh, managing so many kids. We know it's difficult running the household, managing the kids, going out to work and doing this and that. Um, That's all we need from them, right? To hear it from them and they understand. And I think likewise for um, husbands to hear that affirmation from the wives. Unfortunately, a lot of men, and okay, I mean, speaking for myself, my husband is very solution oriented, right? So <laughs> he just every, wants to fix problems. Yeah, you know, so when I tell him something, I actually just need to air it out. I just need to vent it and I'm done with it. But I didn't know for the longest time that he was listening to, to try to figure out my problem. That's why he always says, can you get to the point? Because he doesn't want to hear your, like all the other things that you're going on about that you need to like get it out of your system. Um, he's trying to like, he's frowning, trying to figure out, okay, where, where's the problem, right? And then he will go straight into the solution and say, all right, I'm going to do this. Either I'm going to fix this, I'm going to buy this, or I'm going to do this so that your problem is solved. And I look at him and was like, no, that's not what I'm asking you. You know, and it was really funny. Um, so I think if dads could understand that before problem solving, the first step, if you could, is to emotionally engage with your wife and to hear from them. All they need is to get it out um, for you to listen and listen, you know, attentively. Not like one hand on your phone, you know, and <laughs> then doing the mm, yeah, mm, okay, mm, mm, kind of thing. The a bit condescending, right? to um, do it, do it properly. Not, <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but yeah, and I think that's also why women do need a community of uh, mums because to be very fair, you know, we all know that moms, women have this like, I don't know, 40,000 quota of words a day but men only have this like really limited quota. Women can get other women. <laughs> yeah, can
0: get it. that's right, okay. right?
1: So I think mums really need this. I mean, to be fair to the husbands, they come back from a whole day at work, they are tired and to have a wife going on about the nitty-gritty details of the entire day of the kids in their diapers and their milk problems and whatever not, you know, they they are trying to shut down and they just want to rest. So I think that's why we need this village. We need this community. Everybody, you know, has their, their part to play um, and to work towards, you know, some, some a situation where everybody has has their needs met. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think you said it so so well. Um, and we can't expect our husbands to be everything to us. Uh, so husbands, if you're listening in today, um, yeah, listen to your wife. <laughs> <No> <laughs> rather, uh, let her get it out of the system. Um, make sure she has enough opportunities for self-care and uh, encourage her to find that support from a community of like-minded moms. Well, uh if you'd like to check out, you know, the community that Michelle has been talking about, you can uh, go online and uh, Google "Mummy We, That's W E E blog. Uh, that's available uh, on Facebook as well as uh, on the blog site. Okay, so um, that's for Michelle's site. And uh, Focus on the Family is also running what is called the Parent Ad Dialogues where uh, we discuss parenting strategies and also uh, help to foster a community of parents to journey uh, with you on your parenthood. So if you'd like to find out more, you can uh, find us on our social media pages. Uh, just Google Focus on the Family Singapore. Or you can just write in to us at parent at at family.org.sg, uh, I'd like to thank, thank Michelle for sharing with us uh, today her stories, her life, and just being so candid with us on the needs of a mom and uh experiences with mom communities. Um, do remember to subscribe to our monthly newsletter if you'd like to find out more and get more resources. Uh, you can find us online at www.family.org.sg, or you can even uh, get exclusive content on our Telegram channel. So all that and more at family. Thank you for joining us on the Paranet Podcast.